calling this one today quick tip on the homestead listen as we give you a quick tip for today hey friends welcome to the schoolhouse life where we answer your pressing questions and share useful tools for creating your most fulfilling self-sufficient family homestead we go back to basics in all things family faith and farming and we're eager to teach you what we've learned everything from growing a garden to earning an income to living a less toxic and more nature-based lifestyle we're thrilled you're here and hope you leave inspired to live your life as a schoolhouse too uh so my little disclaimer is a our quick tips should jeff definitely come up with some kind of jingle yeah Um, i don't know what that's gonna sound like but can be fun. My second thought is that we should disclaim that we do do some batch work with our podcast. So those of you, if there's anyone watching a YouTube video of us making a podcast, um, we're wearing the same shirt for four episodes, potentially. And that's OK. And we did not intend to match. We're both wearing blue. Oh, I intended. I like to wait and see what Lacey puts on and then find something to match. Um, which I was very opposed to. If you're watching this on YouTube, <laughs> you can see my face reaction. And that might be fun. Uh, I could see myself going to YouTube just to see that. Okay. Um, back to business, because this is supposed to be a quick tip. Um, we, this year, made an air pruning bed, which we've never done before. That's not true. We, are we have not, tried. We are not air pruning sort of. bed experts in any kind of way. No. What we did was followed some internet guidelines, found a whole bunch of scraps laying around the homestead. Modified it with what we had. Which is the number one reason why you never throw anything away. Just keep it in random piles. Well, is that the quick tip? No. Shoot, that could have been a second quick tip. Oh, double quick tip. <laughs> Bonus quick tip. <laughs> um, but the air printing bed has turned out to be amazing. So it's essentially a box filled with soil, and the bottom has, we put weed cloth. No, we didn't. Hardware cloth. No, we didn't. Screen material. Screen material. Any of those will work. The idea That's what we had. The idea is that the roots hit the air and prune themselves. And um Which here's what I'm gonna say about it. Yeah. I don't think I don't I don't know. I don't know that I believe in this theory. Like I don't know if maybe ours isn't a true air pruning bed. It is. Well, because the size says it on the side, air pruning bed. (laughs) Why? Because the sides don't air print. The sides are just walls. All the air printing beds I've seen, that's how it is. Okay, so, but my thought is, like, then just put a bunch of, like, you just get a, like, a trough. And does it really matter if the bottom is see-through or not? Yeah, because then it prints itself. You should, maybe you should just listen to my quick tip. (laughs) I just don't see how it's that much different, but whatever. So, the general idea. Oh, I know why. Okay, because it's not going to, like, try to make it, it's, yeah, I know why. Why? Because if you put a plant in a pot, then uh-huh. the natural tendency is for that that leader root to go down and try to find the edges of that pot. And so you get root bound. And then it spins around and around and, and around. spins around and around and around. But these plants that we've we did elderberry, we did grapes. I am so glad that did, I had that like brain. Uh, I'm so glad I listened to you. Everyone's people are gonna um, be like, Oh, I'm so glad she didn't know what she was talking about. So we had Elderberry, grapes, blackberries, apples, peaches. I think that's everything we shoved in there. And it's what, like three feet? Yeah, three feet by a foot, something like that. 
it's we really need like a four times the size one. But X. this is our first yeah. experiment. And some of us were skeptical if it was even worth it. Some um, of us. Yeah. I feel like it wasn't me because I read the book. <laughs> I read um, the book. So we <laughs> we put all these in, and I'm going to say right now the apples and the peaches did not work. They, I just want to go back to who was the skeptic it was real me. quick. I was very skeptical. Okay. I just want to make sure we're clear <laughs> on that. Because I wanted one that was You're equal right. length to the greenhouse this, on the back side of the greenhouse. Right, right. That's true. That was what my thought was. Uh, yeah. And I said, let's make a prototype first, <laughs> which I'm very glad we did. Now we know it works. <laughs> so the apples and the peaches did not take. They, they butted out and then. They were happy they, for a minute. Yeah. But that was it. That and I mean, it. the truth is with those things, you really want them on a rootstock. And I think that we know why. And I also think that we did it like. Maybe not the right time. Yeah. Was it early spring to late mm-hmm. spring? So we did not take the cuttings. Like we should have put the apples and the peaches in, in like when they were dormant. And I think we'll try that this year. But the blackberries, I would say we had like an 80% success rate. And the elderberries were did pretty good so what we did is we put it in the greenhouse and then we put an automatic timer sprinkler on it so that it kept it moist all the time and Mm -hmm. uh, um we didn't realize it until it was kind of too late that the sprinkler was not making it all the way to the edge of the elderberries and we lost them that way Mm -hmm. and i i wholeheartedly believe if they would have stayed moist we would have got like all the elderberries yeah well elderberries generally are not that hard like you could take a pot and stick in an elderberry branch. But so what's cool is like I just dug those out of our air pruning bed and the sticks were like, you know, the length of a finger and we put them in there. And now we have like these, I'd say like six inch oh, bigger, to a yeah. foot large elderberry trees. And uh, you have to like kind of dig them out with both hands to like scoop out the roots because it's not like a pot. Like the roots have just kind of meandered through the bed well the other thing that happens this way so i'm told or or, or i think this is how i understood it is the way that a plant makes roots in this condition are there's tons and tons and tons more of the like micro roots yeah and that's definitely how it is and and less of the like one long tap root that's trying to like you know figure out out how big this tree is going to be yeah so um it's a really neat like beautiful kind of mycorrhizal looking thing going on uh, when you pull them out these super fibrous roots and then when you plant them they're much more successful as well than these other pot grown plants and that's that has been the experience even the elderberries transplanted they normally take a hit and they droop and they like will just not even look good but they they immediately they didn't get the shock that they normally do yeah it's ironic because I put those ones in big pots because I wasn't sure where we were going to plant them. But um, the I, issue. I also did blackberries and just put them straight in the ground and they have like just been like doing fantastic. So I think it's a really cool. We've done we've transplanted some of the grapes, too. Mm-hmm. And like Lacey said, I think we're going to have to like 4X that. Let's 10X it like Grant Cardone. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to 10 exit um, so that we can start growing a lot. We've been talking with some people recently on consults and, you know, the main thing is plant diversity, species diversity in general. But it's so stinking expensive. But if you can go out and, you know, prune off some of your natives and take like 
four sticks and start 10 mulberry trees, which you totally can in an air printing bed. Mm -hmm. You know, now you're like, it's like game on. Now you can grow. Well, you're not messing with genetics at all. You know, like, you know, you're going to have an identical product essentially. And you're getting it from your land where, you know, it grows well already, Mm -hmm. but it's just, I think it's a really cool thing um, to have on your homestead. This like perennial nursery that uh, you can, you know, produce your own stock. Mm -hmm. So that's the, Quick tip for this episode. 